the black water tiger. I'm, I'm the black water tiger? Excuse no, me? It's oh. the year of the black water tiger. <laughs> okay. You're the tiger. I, I was like, that's a weird thing to tell me. Um, Lunar I didn't New know Year. this about myself. Yes. Yes. Happy, happy Lunar New Year. Um, I mean, maybe yeah. you're the Blackwater Tiger. I don't know. And uh, yeah, don't know. happy uh, Black History Month in America. Yes. And happy, happy, happy non-leap February. So happy January is over. Just an even solid four, seven week, seven day weeks. Um, yeah. Um, here we are. Welcome to the Metafilter Wait, Podcast. Wait, you said seven day weeks as if there's an alternative. Well, uh, like uh, normally a month is like four weeks and also oh, some and bullshit like some on vulnerable events. Remainder but like three a non-leap, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like a, a non-leap February is a nice boom. You just got like, you know, you, you're going out of the month the way you came in. You know, if it was Monday right. at the on the 1st, then it's going to be Monday on the 1st again. You know, there's a... a is that what Groundhog Day is in February? I don't know. I don't know why anything about Groundhog's Day is anything. <laughs> that whole thing is just... I'm, I'm saying it now. Punxsutawney Phil is is propaganda from big weather to sell you more weather. <laughs> um, I don't need any more weather right now. But you were you were talking about uh, drama, if I recall. Oh yeah, not like drama, drama like like actual drama in high school. And how yeah, my my brother and I were both uh, drama kids to a degree. Uh, in our respective high schools, like four years apart at different schools. Alex, wait, you can guys actually went to act. different schools? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we were four. Yeah, yes, we did. Um, I went to the school that was the public high school that you could get to in seven minutes at a run in the morning if you were late. Um, my my brother went to a school that had programs that were good for what he wanted. <laughs> you know, so different approaches to the the world. Um, and you can sorry, I I'm fascinated by this because, like, for me, you just went to the school. You oh know yeah, well, I mean? I mean, there was no option. There was yeah. the school, or you went to private school. Was he at private school? Um, it was, it's not a trick question. No, no, I'm just, it was a Catholic school and I guess in that's like, it wasn't, yes. Did someone pay money for him to go to school? Probably. I wasn't paying attention to his like high school tuition fees, so I don't know. But I think logically speaking, it probably was a private school because I don't think it would have been part of the public school system by definition. So yes. Anyway. Fascinating. Yes. Um. And so he's he not did Catholic, drama but you know, you know, yeah, they had a good drama program, and, and he I went mean, Jim there went and, to Catholic school. We can you yeah, know, bring of, this up every there's time. A, there's a lot of Catholic schools out there. Um, yeah, but like he 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 acted, and when I was uh, in drama in in high school, I was mostly on tech crew. After a couple uh, very small, uh, not great performances, um, I was like the 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 disapproving king dad guy maybe at the start of some Shakespeare play. And I completely <laughs> zoned out in the middle of a performance staring at the lights. Um, <laughs> but, but what was, what I was saying before we hit record was like, you know, it's like I, 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 I switched over to tech crew cause I couldn't act basically. Um, but I think really what it is, is like whether or not I could act, I don't know if I would become like at all, remotely good of an actor if I tried to be an actor, but I never tried to be an actor. I never tried to learn about acting before yeah. I tried acting in plays, which I think I th- we've probably talked about this. Like it was the same thing for me with sports. I played little league baseball in fifth grade and I played basketball in middle school in like seventh or eighth grade. Um, and in both cases, I didn't really know how either of those sports worked. I had impressions of them, but I certainly didn't know the rules and they don't teach you the rules as part of teaching, like coaching those, because I think there's an assumption that like you would just know what you're doing. This was like me in soccer and like offsides. I just never yeah. quite understood it. 
Yeah, you find out the rules when you break them and a ref yells at you about it and you're like, I, I did the what now? Right. Um, so anyway, I feel like acting in, like there was drama class and I think to some extent drama club in, in high school, but like you could also just like be involved in one of the plays that they put on every year. Um, and if you showed up and did your thing, you're fine. So like if you showed up and like, oh, I feel like saying lines on stage, you know, you do what you can in tryouts and then you get the part you have. There's not necessarily a whole lot of, you know, coaching or directing that happened in that context. Right, right, Because, right, right. um, I mean, yeah, it's, anyway, it's it, it's an interesting thing to look back and think like, you know, did I not get into drama because I was bad at acting or was I bad at acting because I never tried uh, to learn how to act? You know, questions like that that are interesting to consider. Well, and I hung out with the drama kids in high school too, which will surprise no one, but like I didn't, I didn't do any acting. It was just like they were the cool, interesting kids to hang out with, you know? And also, they did a bunch of theater stuff, and there was a whole bunch of kind of like unsupervised time you could spend. Yeah, you know, in that in that way. Uh, and I wasn't into sports, so there you go. Yep. <laughs> anyway, this is episode one hundred eighty-one of the Medical Term Monthly Podcast. I am Josh Cortex Millard, and I'm Jessamine. And here we are. It is uh, Feb one, one Feb. Yeah. Um, rabbit, and, uh, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. What, what's I, I don't remember what. That's rabbit, like the rabbit. thing you say at the beginning of the month. It's like a good luck thing. Oh, okay. I mean, I've heard it, but I never had any context for it. So that's that's good. Enough. Oh, see, I'm actually a person who like really tries to say it. Ah. Um. Now, see, now I'm reading. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's a New England thing. I don't, maybe. Know. I don't know. Uh. First day of the month, people say rabbit, rabbit, or they say rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. Uh, oh, for God's sakes. This is one of those long essays where they're clearly paid by the word. All right. <laughs> it's like a good luck thing. <laughs> well, we'll look into it. <clears throat> uh, well, yes. Yes. Things and stuff. Metafilter month things. 181. The, yeah. Yeah, 181, which is a palindrome. So, hey, that's something. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to tell you. It is a palindrome and it's a prime. And it's yep. a whole bunch of different kinds of primes, including a palindromic prime, which is, I guess, a thing. Sure. Plus, it's just like a pleasing looking number, I think. Yeah. Aesthetically, I, you know, don't care for most of the numbers, but I thought that was a nice one. If you draw your ones without like a clear sort of diagonal tick, you can also... And I do. You can just read it as like the absolute value of eight, which is also just eight, but... Oh, Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like it's not only a palindromic prime, but like it's a, it's got rotational symmetry? Is that oh, the yeah. word? It's, yeah. You can flip like it upside one. down if you don't do the ticks on your ones. Yeah. Mmm, pleasing. Good stuff. I can't believe we've been doing 180 podcasts. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit crazy. It's well, a, wait, it's when lot. did you come in? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Early-ish, but yeah. uh I mean, I feel like you've always been here, but it occurs to me maybe you haven't. Yeah, no, there, yeah, there was there was definitely a period before I was on the podcast. Uh, I'll do a little research here. Um, why don't you tell the folks about uh, some jobs? Oh, sure, thank you. Uh, I am, of course, ready to talk about some jobs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do have to again thank Greg Lind for the little script that he made for me uh, uh, two months ago, I guess, because. Wow, it has made my work at the Internet Archive uh, that much better. 
Um, but there's a whole bunch of like little random things. Uh, Apathy Girl needed help with some uh, little basic um, sewing projects. She needs some stuff in Southern California kind of sewn. Uh, straightforward. Uh, Rockin' Data has like a cool, weird job working with the USGS Water Mission Area Integrated Information Dissemination Division. Nice. Um, oh, it closed like weeks ago. Never uh, mind. Too bad because it paid really well. Uh, crooked Neighbor needs a typist. Um, just someone who can type up some handwritten drafts, put them into Microsoft Word files, do a couple basic stuff. This is in Brooklyn. I know there are some people there. And uh, Lincoln Square Psychotherapy is looking for a nurse. Uh, also pretty good pay in New York area. And that is 100% of the jobs. All right. I think um, I'm going to make another job. Remind me. This podcast is always where I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a job for someone to help me with my book list software because I needed to do three different things than the hundred things it currently does. <sighs> I, uh, let's see. I was on the podcast as of episode 34. Oh, that's um, right. You've been doing some research. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Episode 34, um, what year was that? Episode 34 was uh, November uh, 2008, um, circa when I started working Metafilter full-time. So long um, ago. But was I on it before that? I feel like we had you on as a guest once before. Yeah. Yeah, I was on, like, I think the second episode as a Because I didn't guest. really know you at that time, and I was like, yeah. why are we having Josh on the podcast? <laughs> Matt's like, he's great. And, you know was not more specific but yeah you were are etc so yeah maybe it started there maybe i was pitching in yeah anyway i don't know there, there's a starting point to 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 antedate if possible um right but 2008 i mean that's yeah. practically a long fucking time yeah my god yes 14 14 13 14 years of yeah that's when i met jim actually that's about five months after jim and i met and, uh, I wonder how much total running time of podcast we have. Mm. Those early ones were a lot shorter. They were a lot shorter. Matt was trying to like Ira glass it up and like do production and keep things tight, and I, I respect the hell out of that. But also, I it's just not what I'm here doing. And he wasn't really. Well, like it, it was, it was an attempt to be at least a little. Like he was editing. You know, it was as, <laughs> it was, it was aspirational. A, I think yeah. I think Matt really thought we had chance a chance to be contenders uh, in 2008 at some level was a very different time for both podcasts and websites i, mean, so. I feel like audio was still around then oh maybe god that was a name i haven't heard in a long <laughs> i'm sort of like beetle instead of like guinness there um what what, what? <clears throat> oh i just yeah. i felt my like my, my my impression such as it is um <clears throat> I'm, I'm an impressionist in the sense that you know late 19th century painters were impressionists. Like the idea is that like, it doesn't really look that much like what you were expecting, you know? So my, my, my vocal impressions are similarly, you know, <laughs> yes. <clears throat> very abstract. Maybe you just have a cold, Josh. Oh, maybe. No, I've got a little, it's a little phlegmy something. I apologize for the, uh, the harumphing and whatnot. <clears throat> Let's see if I can deliberately clear it more effectively. There we go. Um, all right. Well, 
I looked that thing up. You talked about jobs. Shall we talk about projects? Sure. I did a project this month. I'm Yay! really, you know, I'm really a big dog fooding fan, as you know, and I try to use as many parts of the site as there are. And it occurred to me, um, sometime a couple weeks ago, that you remember back when I won a year's supply of cheese. Yes. Yeah. Well, it wrapped up. I received my last box of cheese probably weeks before the pandemic started in earnest and kind of weeks after we knew something was going on and it wasn't going to be great. And so I'd been keeping this little journal and like writing down my funny cheese anecdotes and blah, blah, blah. And then like the pandemic started and I essentially just forgot the whole thing, you know, and somebody reminded me of it. And I was like, oh, right. I should probably wrap that up. Like I that was a good piece of writing. And uh, so I wrapped it up and I put it on projects and got a lot of, you know, people saying stuff about it, which was fun. And uh, yeah, I liked it. Nice. Yeah, I was happy to get to make use of projects. It's always nice when people pop in and they're like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I got I to gotta post some stuff. I've been, uh, I've been having a lot of things that, oh, I should put that on projects and then, then like, you know, somehow not doing it. Yeah, wasn't uh, there something... I'm sure there was. There's probably a few somethings. I'll, I felt I'll like you were working on something. <clears throat> I, I Yeah. Oh, you know, I was working on that Tarkov Pacifist Collective project. The what, what, like what? That, well, maybe I'll make a projects post about it. I, well, actually, okay. I, maybe I did make a projects post about that. I don't remember. Um, I might have. Anyway. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll make a projects post. That's, that's what I'm saying. Sometime this week, I will make a projects post. Sounds uh, great. Get back on that horse. Um, All right. Let's see. Well, what else? I would also like to talk about the ship that I never know how to pronounce because uh, I've only got it by reading. Is this but, about the uh, Rocinante? Is that how you say it? That's how they say it on the show. So. Oh, see, I haven't watched the show. Okay. Ah. Uh, Rachel Faith uh, made their partner a scale model of the ship, got it 3D printed by uh, a guy on Etsy, and... Um, basically uh did a did a whole little thing and it's a cute little blog post that's just got a ton of pictures and it's fun if you kind of are into you know building and model making and whatever it's just a set of uh images on imager 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 um just kind of showing how they how they put the whole thing together and it's really neat i loved it nice yeah no i i, I took a glance at it. i was like hey yeah it's the rossi yeah, as someone who yeah. didn't watch the show but just finished all the books, yeah, it was just, I don't know, kind of nice to be in that I world I just again. finished just the third. I'm slowly making my way through them as holds come in from the library. And have you watched the show? Yeah, I've seen all the show. You don't steal books from the internet? No, I, I don't read enough to need to. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> that's it's fine. Been, I, I, I've been. I've read I mean, more, more power last, to you. Like, That's actually the ethical answer. I'm just always curious when internet people don't steal books from the internet. Yeah, no, it's. it's I, I I've read more books in the last like month and a half since I got the Kindle. Like it was late last year. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Um, than I had probably in the like year before. Um, Neat. So yeah. So do you borrow I, books from the library using Libby? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. It's been working nice. I got a very nice email, actually, from the people who are developers on Libby, because they came out with this like big blog post last month, like, hey, look at all these accessibility features. And I was like, well, that's cool that it's finally accessible. 
but you know in my little newsletter I was like but come on guys really did it take you this long to do like x y and z and I I got an email from the developers being like uh we've had x y and z for a while but the marketers <laughs> kind of fucked up the announcement like you know they were like look there's certain accessibility things we really should have had in there earlier and that's on us but these other things have been there you know for years but the marketing people don't know anything about anything so just wanted to set the record straight because i was like you know i have some blind friends who basically are like libby so aggravating for us yeah. and uh He's like, feel free to give them my email. So if you are somebody <laughs> who is print disabled and has bones to pick with Libby because it's not working for you, uh, I've got an email of a guy who would be happy to talk to you. But yeah, no, great tool. See, I liked, uh, in the spirit of sort of like, your yearly book lists. Uh, Grow Brain did a project post of the 885 films they saw. I know what the hell. That's like two films a day. That is. That's that's some. It's that's so some many. But then I think about how many hours a day I, I might spend playing video games. It's like, oh, okay. Well, if the thing that I did was movies, that'd be right. Totally plausible. Yeah, I mean, because I definitely, like, keep track of all the movies I see, but I see, you know, max probably one a week. Yeah, I I don't, like, I watch a lot of TV, but I don't watch um, that many movies. Like, it's like every every other week or so, I think, maybe we'll end up watching a movie. And otherwise, it's, you know, two hours of television (laughs) instead, so. uh, Hey, no shame in it. Like, whatever. I mean, especially in the wintertime, right? Yeah. we just watched, uh, Jim and I just watched a, a, a documentary called Herb and Dorothy about these like uh, people who live in a tiny apartment in New York and they wound up collecting one of the biggest contemporary art uh, collections in their tiny apartment. <laughs> like she's a librarian. He worked at the post office. They lived on her salary and spent all his money on art and by the end of it they had this collection of like 5,000 pieces that they gifted to the National Gallery and yeah it was kind of a neat movie highly recommended Uh, also because we've watched a lot of movies where the central character is some dude and I'm like Jim we need to watch (laughs) a movie that has a woman in it he's like what about the Sparks documentary and I'm like are they women (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) There were women in the movie that I most recently watched. The other night we watched, uh, there's a new Resident Evil movie. Um, Ooh. It's not good, but it's very dotingly fan servicey in terms of like set design and costume design. So, you know, they definitely very thoroughly attempted to film key scenes from Resident Evil 1 and 2. And the dialogue is all shitty which is kind of appropriate to the game which historically has had shitty dialogue it's interesting the movie doesn't quite get the right tone of being shitty but it's like at least comparably awkward right Um, now i get you you know none of the acting was real good which they they got neil mcdonough and donald logue are both in it um who are two guys who like i like watching and stuff because they are fun to watch even though some of the stuff they're in is not very good 
people will, of course, remember Neil McDonough as the uh, the main bad guy in Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. Um, speaking of taking good roles, um, and, and and Donal Logue, you know, classically in Blade, and then also as himself as a vampire in a recent season of What We Do in the Shadows, because he got into the whole vampire thing after filming Blade. Um, anyway, it's not good, but if you like Resident Evil a lot, you will probably sit through it like I did. Neat. Yeah. Well, and Grow Brain has like a big sort of conversation about like why why he watches all these movies and kind of what ones they were and where they got them from, which I was really like, how do you even watch that many, like, good movies? But I guess they saw them on Kataz, which is one of those, like, streaming sites and who knows where this stuff comes from. Yeah. Um, which I hadn't heard about, uh, but seems to work. And, um, yeah, really interesting. I keep track of my movies, but it's just the name of the movie and a little star indicator next to it. So I can't be bothered to rate stuff. I sort of realized at some point, like just rating something to always rate it felt like I didn't get a reward from it somehow. <laughs> I think for me, it's just it's just kind of keeping track of what I kind of thought was good and what I kind of thought was bad. So somebody yeah. can be like that movie you watched two years ago, and I was like, uh, kind of good, or uh, not very good, or you know, the best, or did not finish, or I, I almost <laughs> never do not finish. I I think I've only had like two movies in the last like five years that I haven't finished. There's a little bit of conversation about walking out of movies in uh, the recent or second one, recent free thread. Um, oh, I think I missed of, that. Yeah, no, it was just people talking about... Uh, yeah, movies and also, to some extent, books and, and plays. There's some fun stuff in there. Maybe the free thread, was the free thread, the latest free thread indicated by the free thread before it? Because I thought I'd been keeping up with them, but oh, I didn't Oh, you know, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure I was cross-linking them. I should do oh. that. Um, I'll, I'll, I need to post one for this week, so I'll do that uh, sometime between now and later. Um, Great. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I really liked uh, Kaibutsu did a bird song audio separation so like you've got a soundscape recording and you want to get the bird songs out of it so you can figure out what's a bird and basically they did like a sep hold on freaking humidifier is like (laughs) you're turning into a raisin i told you no okay um and so you can you can try you can train a machine. You can still hear me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to like pull out the bird songs so that you can identify them. And they wrote a paper, and the models on GitHub, and there's a whole bunch of examples, and it's just really cool. They're working with California Academy of Sciences, and um, yeah, just wow, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. There's been a lot of progress in the last like ten, fifteen years in some of that sort of algorithmic uh, audio filtering in a way that wasn't doable traditionally, but now that we can make computers do a bunch of really hard work on it, uh, it can be better, which is cool. Yeah. Did you see like on Twitter that we trained an AI to draw birds based on pictures of birds? And so they made all sorts of weird birds. Oh, nice. I did not see that. All right. If I can find it, uh, maybe I'll post it on Metafilter because I saw it. And, you know, the birds are like simultaneously like they look bird-like, but they're also horror shows. And, you know, 
whatever the uncanny valley for birds is. Which is, yeah, like like that's the real that's that's the aesthetic strength that this shit has for it. And like you know, I, I appreciate that like Cronenbergian like horror slurries are, you know, having a day in in the AI world. I uh, also appreciated uh, Rusty Brooks's. Yes, I was just going to talk about this. A team play Wordle clone. We'll talk about it. Well, I mean, here's the thing about Wordle, right? Like, you can't copyright gameplay, but you can, you know, copyright names and stuff. And so Wordle, as probably everybody knows, just got sold to the New York Times for a million dollars or whatever. But like, you know, depends how much you hate the New York Times, whether you want to just go over to the New York Times and play it there because they're going to make it free and keep your streaks and a whole bunch of things. Or you can just kind of reverse engineer Wordle and make it have different rules and you can play with other people and have leaderboards and leave comments and blah, blah, blah. And that's what Rusty Brooks has put together. Yeah. So there's it's... a Metafilter League and oh. you can get invited if you want. I'll think about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't play it. Wordle, Qua Wordle. I found some place that just archives old Wordle games uh, yeah. and plays those. Well, that's a funny, like, yeah, it's... <laughs> like, you can you can just, like, arbitrarily extract the next, like, five years of... In- I just really... found that out! That it's just in a JavaScript file, linked to yeah. the main JavaScript file. Yeah, no, I, I was... Linked to the I, main file. I was thinking about uh, messing with uh, some like frequency analysis stuff and, and like play, playing with like creating like a network of linked words by commonality and doing some computer science fun with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I didn't get around to actually doing that because then I realized figuring uh, I out the optimal while. starter word. Well, I, beyond that, like the thing that I was interested in, like, like that is one thing you could definitely do is like rank words by like or sets of starter words, especially. Um, but I was thinking about the idea of like, what if you took a Wordle diagram that someone posted of their game, and then you had to come up with candidate sets of words to represent Right, what that. were their guesses? Yeah, so like building backwards by traversing upward a graph of uh, connected things. Um, and I think in probably almost every case, there would be a wide variety of potential solutions, like probably a unreasonably large number of like different possible paths that it could have gone getting more specific because it gets towards the bottom. Like, you know, right. Assuming you're playing the game. Yeah. 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 Assuming you're playing in a a rational way, we can make certain assumptions about, you know, the player and work from there, but it would have been a bunch of work to do that. And, uh, I wasn't really feeling it so much as hoping someone else would. So, but there's (laughs) been so much like wordle goofery that I feel like someone out there probably has like, there's, some of that work must have been done by uh, Absurdal. Um, this is the adversarial Wordle that someone made where uh, whenever you make a guess, it comes up with a word that isn't the one you guessed, even if your guess might have otherwise been the word. It finds some other word that technically matches Ooh. the current state of things. And so it can Awful. go on for a while. Yeah. Like I've seen like 22 guess rounds of that because you know someone <laughs> got in some little tar pit where there's a five different words that like spell the same as house mouse louse etc and you just keep guessing the first letter it says well nope wasn't that one right and um, you're like maybe it had been <laughs> <Fuck."> <laughs> yes 
Yes, um, I like it. Well, at any rate, you know, I love kind of goofy word puzzles, and so this has been fun. I mean, you know, I haven't loved just how it's taken over my social media a little bit. But yeah, once I found that like word list hidden in the JavaScript file, I like pinged Andy Bio and was like, everybody knows this, right? Like I didn't just discover something, right? He's like, yeah, no, they, they, that's, that's that fucko who made that Twitter bot where every time you posted your Wordle score, it would basically post tomorrow's word for you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and they banned that. I was like, thanks, Andy. And I love having just like, you know, internet pulse historian guy available to answer questions like that. Yeah. Which, of course, he totally is. And that was cool. Yep. Um, one other I'm going to mention real quick. I haven't even had a chance to look through it, but uh, Sub D posted a 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII zine that they were involved in. Uh, just put it up yesterday afternoon. Final Fantasy is a long-running game series. Final Fantasy VII, in particular, was a landmark entry in the series for the PlayStation 1. It was the first time the game went into 3D, and it was very, like, ambitious in a lot of ways. It also had a huge, like, development where, like, two-thirds through the game, one of your main party members can get actually killed for real. Actually does get killed for real as a plot thing. And all of a sudden, if you've been leveling her as like maybe your main healer and combat mage the entire game, you're like, well, that sucks. So they just killed um, the lady character? Yeah. I mean, she wasn't the only lady character. But like I would say also, if we're going to analyze like the <laughs> problematic aspects of Final Fantasy VII's characterization, uh, the fact that the character they killed off was a woman is like probably low on the list. Uh, it was very <laughs> late 90s Japanese tropey writing in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um I think the among the three most famous things about Final Fantasy VII, which is going to pick three landmark cultural reference from it, is uh, Aerith gets killed. Um, Sephiroth has a big katana, and he turns into like a biblical angel. And also, Tifa Lockhart has big old boobs. Like that's kind of like, <laughs> that's those are the three uh, parts. Yeah, and there's also Cloud is a moody, pretty boy with spiky blonde hair and a giant sword. You know, it's, um, but anyway, it was it, it's it's weird because like. It's one of those games, it feels like kind of like a Star Wars insofar as there's a lot to like about it. And it, I was there when it was new. And like it's personally a little bit meaningful for me for random like college era life reasons. Uh, but it's also just kind of a video game and it has its problems. And like, you know, it's a weird thing to become like the landmark, but it did. Like this sort of launched the Final Fantasy series into a new era and it's still going like. Final Fantasy 15 was their big recent one. They've been running Final Fantasy 14 as an MMO for like 10 years now, and it's been very successful. It's been so successful that they put out some new content for it recently, and they had to stop letting people buy the game because they couldn't like keep up with the server demand, which is a weird wow. uh, good problem to have sort of move. I mean, um, I have questions. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't yeah. Um, but Final Fantasy 7 was like, it had become this landmark, and people talked for years about how you should you know, Square should remake it. Um, and there's been, I think, probably several aborted like projects to remake it that they just, every time, they're like, oh, nope, this ain't it. And so they finally put out a remake in the last year or so that like takes the first, that takes the game and actually the first chunk of that game and turns it into like a 30, 40 hour game and expands on all these really quick passing text-based conversations into side quests where you get to know the various characters and whatnot and it's interesting but anyway it's 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 a very final fantasy 7 moment 
you know, and so the 25th anniversary uh, zine thing here from Subdi, I am curious to poke into and, and see what they got up to. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's and you know, you look at the cast of characters they had like putting the whole thing together. It's a huge project. Yeah, a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's other stuff on projects. If we we've been going for like a half an hour, we should probably move on to the main site, but uh got to post your stuff on projects. And uh, you know, go see people's projects and stuff. Yeah, whatever it is, we're interested in it. You put a little thing together, have some other people look at it. It's fun. It's a good time. Um, shall we discuss Metafilter proper? Sure. All right. Uh, let's, let's do it. Lots of people have died. This thing could go in a few different directions. <laughs> I didn't want to end on that. That's what we usually do, and it sucks. No, no, um, it's fine. No, right out of the gate is a much better way to set the energy. Yeah, um, you know, in many ways. But, you know, celebrity deaths have been, uh, they appear to be accelerating. Sometimes they appear to be accelerating. And uh, Bob Saget died, and uh, I made a post about Bob Saget because uh, he was a really neat guy, a very filthy comedian, which <laughs> always was an interesting juxtaposition with his America's Funniest Home videos and uh, Full House. Full House? Yeah. Full House. Danny and, Tanner. And uh, his, yeah, his sister died of uh, scleroderma, and he was a big fundraiser for that. And uh, I had just seen him uh, interviewed on Kevin Hart's podcast. And, you know, taken too soon, sucked. But I think lots of people got to kind of reacquaint themselves with him and his thing. And uh, that was cool. Yeah. And there was a thread. People can... Be sorry about it. I didn't look if there was a Howard Hessman uh, uh, from two days ago. I think there was. I'm not yes, sure. Yes, WKRIP. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, so, that's, that's so good. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a, it's, a very well, oh. it's a very well written obit thread otherwise. Um, that's, that, that, that title is amazing. That's – oh. That's I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, um. and I was always like a huge Hessman <laughs> fan, like KRP and after KRP, basically. Uh, I know of him. Like, I didn't really watch WKRP. I was like a little bit young, I think, uh, to care while I was still like actively on the air and then didn't catch it really in syndication. Like, I know of it, but mostly, mostly that turkey episode can you do me a favor and look at this krp thing and tell me why the deleted comment was deleted i will take a look live 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 moderation discussion uh i don't know i'm taking a look i'll have to check back later i don't know i don't have a context on it so okay i would i would guess probably a request from the commenter um yeah, I, I just the, I I saw clock, no so. reason why it would be deleted, and so I was always really curious. Well, and KRP was one of those really interesting shows. We've talked about this in the past, where um, you know, it was on TV when people of a certain age were watching a lot of TV, and but then it didn't quite go into syndication like the same. 
it wasn't the same show because of all the music licensing. Like when I watched it, there was a whole bunch of like rock and roll going on while the show was going on because they had license to play all this music. But then when they released the DVDs, it couldn't have the same songs. So they had to like redo it and it, it didn't, it didn't have the same vibe in that yeah. way music licensing hell yeah but yeah Hesman, lovely sorry and uh those are my those are my two obit threads I'll, and you I'll, know you can always follow the obit tag <laughs> and and then you would probably also find your way to the fact that uh meatloaf died oh, um, yes which was an interesting thread because like beloved dude who managed to mostly not stink up his own situation but it turns out like if you were paying enough attention he was a trumpy dude and an anti-vaxxer and then died of COVID-19 after being fully journeyed about you know vaccinations and masks and such so not a great not a great finish uh, right but there's all the stuff he did uh, in the decades prior that like people enjoyed talking about and yeah and I commented a little bit about like my high school history and, and listening to Bad Out of Hell too again. Uh but yeah, that's a that's a very Meatloaf and, and Jim Steinman is such a weird specific chunk of pop music history that uh that, yeah, it's definitely like it's a notable thing to be gone, all else aside. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I think a lot of people then kind of learned about him again uh, when Fight Club came out, specifically. Because, uh, like, you know, he did a bunch of music, but then he was, you know, moved to acting a little bit. And that was its own interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, Let's see. I, I hope we reach the end of, you know, fuckos who say COVID is a hoax who die of COVID, like... It's yeah, just, it's not an irony I'm excited to have a chance to celebrate. Like, whatever no, we just it sucks. actually tried. It sucks and not. I feel sad. I wish people had better information that they believed and could work on. Let's see. Uh, there was a post just the other day about uh, a chain stitch sewing machine from 1876. What? Um, post by Metaquarry. Uh, it's a video by a woman named Bernadette Banner who does historical, uh, I think, costuming and you know fashion textile stuff. I was not familiar with her. This was the first thing I saw, but it's just a nice 17 minutes sort of like going through this machine and poking at the pieces and, and it looking at It says unboxing. It and- Can you... Give me any more context for that. Like, it's not um, like they found an old. It's someone. Someone mailed it to her. I think oh, okay, is what happened. Okay. Like, cause someone who like follows the thing was like, "Oh, you know, I've got this available," and, and sent it from Australia. I think she said. Oh wow. Um, so yeah, she just like you know takes a bubble wrap off it and looks at it. It's not like a blah, 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 unboxing video or anything. Um, I guess I have a bad attitude about like actual straight faced unboxing videos, and maybe that's me just being kind of a judgy jerk about them but i associate them with people like being really fucking excited about buying something that's really expensive just because they insisted on buying it immediately and like yeah if this is content i don't know right i'm i'm there with you yeah but this is not that um Neat. it's just 
someone who knows about sewing machines talking about sewing machines and using a sewing machine a little bit. I'm like, no, let's try this setting and see what happens. And I check that out. And, and it does something yeah. cool. The chain stitch, as uh, yeah. uh, Beeswing explains, is like when you have like a big bag of oats. Although for me, it's not a bag of oats. It's a bag of bird seed. You'll notice there's no bird feeder report today. And that's because the fucking window feeder fell off the window because it was A, cold, B, squirrels. And so uh, I brought it inside to warm it up so the little suction cups will stick. But for now, no birds. But I do buy birdseed in 40-pound bags, and they do have a chain stitch across the top of them, which makes them easier to open. All right. Yeah. I also enjoyed this post uh, by Brainwain, which is about a wiki trivia game. Um, You get like little cards that represent historical events and you have to put them in order and it's maddeningly hard if yeah, you're me and this. you don't know when anything happened. I, I should go poke at that. There's there's a game uh, from a few years ago, a, a sort of Cards Against Humanity but not shitty, that genre of games people started making after everybody kind of got tired of being edgy with Cards Against Humanity. Right. Um, some people started making ones where they like, what if we had something going on this with other than, you know, saying big penis? Right. Um, and Metagame was one of those that I uh, picked up at XOXO, uh, their sort of like game thing uh, several years ago. Um, and it's like a similar sort of thing. Like you can sort of like play sort of a Cards Against Humanity kind of like completing sentences or making matches thing, but it also has like everything in the game has some sort of date or event or time implied attached to it so like you know the treaty of versailles or uh you know television sure and you you could play it like that like everybody would draw a hand of cards and or 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 everyone would turn up a card and like have to place it in the timeline and if they were correct they got to keep playing if not they were like out for the round and you go until you know one person's left so same 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 sort of idea but uh using wikipedia seems like a great way to not have to manufacture the cards or limit the size of the deck so so, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, like, notoriously terrible at that kind of thing, and it would be good if I were better at that for trivia and other reasons. And uh, so, yeah, I, I I looked at people playing this, and I was like, fuck, I don't know when any of that happened. Like, <laughs> like I need, a, I need a really simple – you know how Wikipedia has the simple English version of Wikipedia? I actually yeah. went to read the simple English uh, article on NFTs just so I could not lose my mind. <laughs> Because I was trying to explain to somebody what they were and, you know, all the explanations are themselves suspect. But the simple English version yep. is pretty good. And I need like a simple English version of this game where I just have to put the stuff in the right century. You know, like yeah, cars, what century? I'm like, ah, <laughs> like I know some of that. I'm reading a book now on the history of telescopes. And Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you know what century we got the first telescope? Um, well, I want to say Galileo was using a telescope, and I want to say Galileo was like plus or minus 1500, and that's about as, you know, throw, throw a 100-year error bar on that, and I feel semi-confident. <laughs> yeah. No, you're basically right. Galileo was definitely the first like publicized, heavily publicized user of a telescope. He was using it mostly in the early 1600s. There's no documented cases of 
people using telescopes in the 1500s that people view as credible, but they think like the technology was moving in that direction. And then the early 1600s was when, um, you know, people really started seeing like illustrations of them and stuff like that. And, you know, this is good for me because telling you this makes it more likely I am going to remember this tiny piece of information. And the book itself, it's called Stargazer. Uh, and it's actually really interesting uh, if you like that kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, but yeah, century. I just need to know what century things happened. Yeah, you know, this is this has prompted me to uh, uh, like reckon once again, as I have many times, with the fact that like my knowledge of like the timing of events in like the previous millennium like gets pretty rough. oh my god yes more than a hundred and two hundred years ago because of the problem of even if i do maybe sort of remember a century or a year i don't remember which so like galileo 1600 so the 17th century okay i can't even don't even start with that 17th century <laughs> you know it's shit. like it's yeah it's like why yeah. did we ever do that Be, i don't know i mean it's technically correct but like what does it mean? Have we, ta- <laughs> have we talked about indexing from zero in, in programming languages before? Uh, like the, the very brief version is like there are concepts of arrays of numbers or lists of things um, that, you know, each one has a number. Like, you know, this is number one, this is number two, this is number three. Except for in most programming languages, it's just, this is number zero. This is number one. This is number two. This is number three. So oh, the index oh, is oh, okay. one less than the actual places. I'm, I'm right there with you. All right. Yeah. That's it's just it's a similar phenomenon. Like you like it's perfectly natural if you get used to it and there's a justification for it that makes perfect sense, but set those two things aside. It's like, why the fuck are we doing this? This is terrible. But then every once in a while I use a programming language that does in fact index from one, which is just as valid of a thing to do, and it fucks me up constantly. Well, I was like, gonna well, say, is it confusing as hell to programmers who use multiple languages? Because you have to know if your language indexes from zero or indexes from one. You you do. Now it's this is close to a consensus decision. Like the only one that I know offhand that indexes from one that I've used is Lua, um, which is a scripting language and it's used in different contexts than like things like C or Perl tech, you know, usually would have been. So, uh, it's not much of a problem, but yeah, index from zero is the standard thing. And every once in a while there's an application where it's like, it's poorly fit, but like, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird fucking move, uh, to create your new programming language and say, you know what, let's index from one. Let's do that. Um, it's a it's a real it's a decision. Yeah. Choices are yeah. being made at that point. Yeah. Anyway, that's the problem with centuries is they're fucking like right. It's an off by one error because of like you know it's indexed from the start of the century. Well, and I think you and I have talked about this before because uh, you know I like Jim and I have been together almost fourteen years, right? Or or it'll be our four. We met in two thousand eight, <laughs> right? Right. And so twenty twenty two is our 14th anniversary sort of but like it's our 13th anniversary because zero was actually when we met you know what i mean like that wasn't an anniversary Um, no but that would make it your 14th because like if it's if it's uh let's see what's the math Um, oh you're right so we've been together 15 years yeah no yes uh, you no, you've been together. If you got together sometime in two thousand eight, you've yeah. been together going on fourteen years, 
And the day that it will be exactly 14 years will be your 14th anniversary. So your first anniversary was exactly one year after you met, obviously. And it just, yeah. And then at that point, you'd been together for a year. But I don't know if we're, I don't okay. know if we're talking about rounding. Like, no, no, no. No, that's right. I, I don't know why I get hung <laughs> up on that then, because that makes sense. There's because the fucking century thing, I tell you, it, it, it's a big whammy that I was like, oh, right. It's the first century, right? That uh, starts at zero. Right. Well, and like your first birthday when you're already a year old. Yeah. Same thing, I think, basically. It's the same weird sort of. Kind of well, a sign. It's, it's a signpost. Well, but right? it's not the same because like it would be like if you were one year old. When starting from the day you were born until your first birthday. Like, that's what we do with centuries. I'm so, so like, sorry, everybody. Yeah, this is, this is radio <laughs> the way you uh, are going to get it. Um, <laughs> you know you know a fun post I like? Just a wee little thing um, mm-hmm. from uh, Ulipian uh, is A Brief History of Windfuckers, which is... Tell me uh, more. Just a, a, well, it's a brief history of the fact that kestrels were also known at times as windfuckers or fuckwinds. Really? Um, Yes, and that's that's the whole thing. It's a, it's that's a short little blog post about it. That's your bird content this month. Yep, that that's your bird content. It's your bird fuck wind. Um, I love it. Yeah, that's all. Great, nice little thing. I love it. Well, and I enjoyed, or you know, whatever's the word, read with interest when you don't particularly enjoy a thing or whatever. Uh, Will's post about um, a labor official who spent some time bartending in Texas. And can basically talk about what the real, why there's really a labor shortage. You know, it's it's basically yeah. an essay about what's really going on, uh, and you know how little the people who talk about business really understand it, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the thread is interesting. The post itself is a really interesting essay. And, um, you know, learning other people's, learning what other people's experiences are, as Russell Wong says, is a really good way to understand at least that niche of sort of what's going on in the workplace. And, you know, we were talking about this, I was talking about this with some librarians online that like, you know, I have a lot of friends who have jobs that they're actually fairly secure and fairly happy with, but, you know, they occasionally get like recruitment offers from other places and they're like, these jobs are paying less and are worse jobs than they were like even five years ago. Like, why, why would I be looking for a lateral move if I'm happy with my job? And, you know, yeah. people who are really looking for jobs and scrambling, at least there's jobs available. But like, man, they're just not great. Like, I would have thought in the middle of a pandemic, like, workplaces would have to be more flexible to keep people wanting to work there, you know, like paying more or allowing more work from home or whatever. And I feel like in most parts of industries, we're seeing the opposite. You know what I mean? Like there have been no work from home library jobs that are showing up, even though you would totally expect them to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's odd. It's very odd. So. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I could rant or I could mention this other post that I like, which is uh, the literature clock, which is a post that uh, also Olympian made. I'm 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 digging Olympian's uh, posts this month. Apparently, 
Um, but the literature clock, uh, it <gasps> tells the I got a Douglas as... Adams pose. Oh, nice. I just clicked on it. I mean, if you click on it, do you get a Douglas Adams quote? Uh, I got I got a Raymond Chandler quote. I got girl um, who kicked a hornet's nest. I think there's probably a lot of a uh, lot of lot of clutter of multiple possible quotes around the hour. The literature clock, basically, whatever time it is when you visit it, will it. pull a quote from a piece of you know literature um, or a book, let's say. Um, and not get fucking fussy about it. I don't want to like, oh, well, no, that wouldn't mean there. That's not literature. I, I don't, I don't, I've never yeah. understood. I feel like this is what I want a meta talk. Like, I've loved the open meta talk threads, and I would really like one for, like, what's a thing that everybody else seems to understand and is completely confusing to you? <laughs> because, like, the whole concept, I just thought literature were fucking books, but it's it means something specific, right? Well, it's like art and art, you know, like, I think it's a similar sort of thing. Like, you know, there's, there's the useful general classification and then there's, do we really want to get in the fucking swamp of people who have opinions about this? But if we this? get in the swamp is like, just, let's just say we're in the swamp. Okay. Is literature- oh no, I'm in a swamp. Help. I can't swim. Oh, it's not that deep. Oh no, there's, there's fucking uh, leeches here. Oh. <laughs> but like, if we were there. Literature just means kind of writing about writing, right? No, literature is... It's kind of highfalutin uh, writing? High, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like upper register, real writing, non-genre, non-schlocky, you know, the stuff, the stuff that like someone who writes literature is serious about writing as an art and about the evocation of meaning and feelings. And, you know, they're really... So it's just a snotty it's not just, way it's not just some, of saying yeah, it's, it's, yeah. novels. Yeah. Is, is well, it always fiction? Can it be either? I'm sorry to interrogate I, you about this. I, 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 really... I would think of literature as primarily uh, like fiction, but I don't know that I would necessarily, I don't know if I would say it's like uh, strictly fiction. Like mm-hmm. I, I suppose, ac- I mean, academic literature, but that at that point we're getting to a more general and specific use at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I think of literature as like the classics and like the Western canon and people stuff that people from fucking St. John's won't shut up about. Um, St. John's. Like Johnny's, whatever. There's a college. I don't know. Um, not, a, not, <laughs> is that the place in Florida? I don't know. I only know about it from people on the internet who won't stop talking about it, basically. Okay, that's um, which is, I'm being very mean. And I, well, it's sorry. fine. I didn't mean sorry, to put you on Johnny's the, I didn't mean to put you on the spot um, either. But like, like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's people who've never actually had to worry about where they're going to get their next meal. Uh, fussy. Uh, judgments about sort of writing, uh, but it's definitely not Stephen King. You know, it's 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 definitely not. Uh, and I do like him. Genre literature of any sort, and I don't know. I would be curious to hear people who are more into that because, like, I definitely have this right. from an outside. Oh, fuck your literary pretensions. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Opinion about it, and like, I relate it pretty directly to the idea of how people feel about art as like a general thing and art as a thing that you have to decide whether or not it's really art and whether someone's really making art and blah, 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 blah. And I think there's a similar sort of dynamic there, even if it plays out in slightly different ways because of the, the different media. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's know. always confused me. That would be my idea for a meta talk thread. I, I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to forget. So you should uh, <laughs> send us an email. We'll add it to the. I'll be yeah. happy to. Thank you very much for um, including whatever my last one was. Oh yeah. yeah. Comfort stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. Um, 
I was very happy to have a little Jeopardy thread. Yeah, when, uh, Jeopardy me. When Amy finally lost, Amy, who is a part of Learned League, lost to a oh, Chicago nice. librarian who is not. And then he only <laughs> he only won that one show. I think he won one more show, maybe. I'm not even sure if he did. I, I'm not a regular Jeopardy watcher, but like yeah. I keep up with Jeopardy culture a little bit. And yeah, uh, yeah she had a great run. Um, she was a, a class act on Twitter when a whole bunch of people decided to go after her for idiot transphobic reasons. And uh, it was just really cool to watch that whole thing happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I had not. I, I don't really follow Jeopardy at all, but like I have enough people who are Jeopardy people in my general atmosphere that like I, right I well and so she was such a phenom too you know highest earning woman on jeopardy blah blah yeah. blah it was just so cool like and, second and longest winning streak i think now oh geez i just saw it this is this is what? such a like i just remembered a tiktok i saw last night that was taking oh, answers this is what you've um, been doing with your time um oh and, and playing icarus um there, there, it was a TikTok that someone like took a bunch of uh, answers from Jeopardy uh, from recent stuff, including Amy, um, and cut that against them just telling a simple story and the people on Jeopardy not knowing what basic things are. It's like, so I was going for a walk the other day, and you know, cuts to Amy saying, "What is a walk?" <laughs> and, and the person's like, uh, "You know, like you you go with your feet with your feet," and then another person would be like, "What is feet?" You know. <laughs> It's, it's, it's beautiful. Very funny. Thank you. That was a funny thing that I watched that uh, I'm telling you about afterwards. That's fine. Um, I like hearing yes. people talk about funny stuff so I don't have to watch it. Well, here's a funny thing for you. Cryptoland. Mm. Uh, I bring it back to the NFT stuff we were did talking about earlier. Did you say crypto? Is, I did. This was this is January 5th, which feels forever ago. Um, there was a big announcement of uh, Cryptoland, an upcoming project to purchase a island off of Fiji and turn it into a cryptocurrency paradise. And what's it mean to be a cryptocurrency paradise? Um, I, Those two well, words don't go together. Yeah, <laughs> they, they do if you believe they will. I think the original. So the original video in the post is down, but there's like copies everywhere because you just can't get away with that. Um, it was. It was dumb. Think Fire Festival, but like less planning and more crypto is the vibe. But like it was just a shitty, big magical thinking. Like either was it these a people bad are moons. Idea or was it a, a, oh, it was a joke fair, the whole time? Oh no, it was it was it was a bad idea. Like at mm-hmm. the farthest outside, it could have been like a joke that they were willing to let people take serious and pay them millions of dollars for. But okay, it seems so they more were like trying just to like collect actual real money like, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to sell basically lots of land via one of the NFT collections and blah, 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 blah. The whole thing cratered and got mocked mercilessly, and I just found it amusing. And uh, if you like terrible, cringeworthy pitches for I don't. things that are never going to exist, then it's for you. And if not, then just don't. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all the, the, I'm very much enjoying the cringy meta talk thread. And that's like as much cringe as I can handle. You know, people talking about like the things that make them all cringy. And that's fun, but. Yeah. I, I, I haven't I even have dipped to, into that. Oh my God, it's so fun. Yeah. I, I should sometime, but I, this, like, it's interesting. I don't mind like cringe television. Like, I don't always want it, but I like. I can't like, watch cringe television. But like, people like 
actual people's cringe versus fictional cringe, I just sometimes like it resonates too much. I'm like, no, no, right, right, right. Uh, right. I can't, I can't experience this emotionally <laughs> right now. So I'll, I'll, I'll try dipping a tone there because, like, I imagine there's a whole lot of funny stuff in there, but uh, yeah, and but, it's yeah. mostly not people who are legit unhappy, and there's not too much pushback. Like, why do you not like that? That's stupid. Uh, which I think would make it difficult, you know, because a lot of it's just random shit. You know, I don't like people with hairy arms wearing wristwatches on cooking shows, you know, <laughs> but like that's that person's thing. That's it's, a that's a solid specific it, thing. It's that no just different bugs than you. me not liking water drops on the sink after, you know, somebody's washed their hands kind of thing. Like just it's just, yeah. it's just the thing. Yeah. Well, one other notable thing on Metafilter. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any more? Uh, just I made a post that I actually liked about people trying to uh, figure out how a climped that did I just yeah um, there was a climp painting that they feel like the Nazis probably just took lost burned it got destroyed whatever but now thanks to artificial intelligence which is always like reach for my wallet um <laughs> <laughs> they colorized it and then there's it's just a long essay about people being like you know we don't know what this thing looks like in color we have black and white pictures of it the colorizing thing does this that and the other here's a bunch of experts talking about like is that really climped like or yeah. not or whatever and i just found it so Interesting, um, because normally this AI stuff can go fuck itself as far as I'm concerned. It's so exhausting, you know, people being like, I trained my robot to whatever. And I'm just like, do something else. But whatever. Everybody needs a hobby. That it's, one's just not mine. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, I'm, I'm immediately skeptical of the idea of algorithmically recoloring a painting, not because I don't think it could like do a decent job of getting the gist, but like it would be getting the gist. Like this is one of the things with like, unless you have a source of art that is totally representative of every decision that that artist was going to make in the course of making that art, you aren't going to have a chance of actually like reproducing the thing because you're working from a subset of the decisions they might make, you know, artistically. Right. Um, even, so even if it did like, even if it's as in good line as it could with, with what everything. it had. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that, it's not to say don't do it, not to say it is an interesting project, but like, like coloring, especially like, it seems like, I don't know. I, I'd be really, I'd be really interested. I should look into it more because I, I saw this very much in passing. I think I saw a clickbaitier reference to it somewhere. I was like, yeah, well, because that's how it happens, right? Like somebody does a real essay about it, and then there's a whole bunch of like just hand jobby kind of like, ooh, robots. They're, what can't yeah. they do? Kind of, and uh, yeah. Yes. Well, I, I think I'll come back to this post of yours. You've I think piqued you'd like my it. interest. Even I though, mean, because like, the main article is... is just a Washington Post article, but then people do have some links to uh, some other details that are actually pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's we it also, for me with Metafilter. What about you? I think we had just been about to post, or I had just posted the first free thread on the blue. Hey! Um, do they all have the same tag? Are they all free thread tags? They're all tagged as free thread. So, you know, I thought, I thought that far, um, Man, we're still sort of figuring out what all. I missed the last one. And I think I even missed this third one. I, I, I was not assiduously forward linking them and I should do that. 
Um, oh, so I, I was kind of surprised Josh. no one else did. I know. Well, it's you know it's new. It's well, it's, and it's somebody else thing. could do it. But yeah, I, like, I depended on it more than I think I was aware because I go yeah. in and out of looking at the first front page, but I read my recent activity daily. Yeah. Well, I'll get a new one up today because it's, it's a new week and uh, I'll, I'll think a little bit more about the forward and back linking and whatnot. Great. Um, oh, it'd be I, nice for it to be a little bit more automated, but like that's us having to build a little bit more special feature, which I don't really feel like. Uh, well, and automated for a thing you need to do every week, maybe that's not a good use of. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it would Fribbles, not take me more Fribbles than another done. two minutes to, uh, exactly, like, what's the payoff there versus the requirement. Um, so, I'll, you know what, I, here we go. That's the, I, I, I'm glad we've talked through this, and I'll just uh, make a point of uh, forward and back linking. Yeah, I love it. There Thank you. All right, and, great. Uh, Good meeting. The f- <laughs> uh, <laughs> the free, yes, the free threads. We should been, talk about what it is, They've just been fun. I mean, they, they came as a surprise to me, which is one of the things I do love about not working at Metafilter, is I get to actually <laughs> see some of the things just as they manifest, you know? <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, yeah, the first one was on January 3rd, and was just like, hey, come on in. And it was, uh, it's been nice. People just sort of talk about it. It's interesting sort of like feeling out as like we're four threads in and sort of like seeing where different people are taking it and whatnot. And I've, like, I think I left my first actual like mod note in the most recent one saying, hey, this whole racist Canadian anti-vax convoy thing and, uh, you know, whatever's going on up there in Canada, like it's okay to chat about it a little bit. If you want to have like a conversation about it, let's go ahead and just go make a post for it. And someone did. And there we go. The system works. Um. Yeah, and I yeah, think that's a good idea. I don't know. I'm, re- I'm really liking them. I, I, I'm really enjoying them, and I should put another one up, and we'll see if they like develop any more specific uh, stuff over time in terms of, like I don't know, structure or hardware. But the kind of whole point is like, what, whatever. Well, and I think part of the critique of having like chatty threads in MetaTalk, which, don't get me wrong, I enjoy those too, was that MetaTalk is already like such a niche niche set of people on the site you weren't really getting the kind of everyone on Metafilter can kind of see what's going on. Yeah. And having them on the main site, you know, they actually don't cause a problem. I mean, and they're mod driven. So you're not just going to get a whole bunch of like randos popping in and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Fun and that and the introduce yourself thread in MetaTalk, which I also always enjoy because yeah. there's so many lurkers. And I think sometimes, not all the lurkers, but some of the lurkers, you know, like having a little poke, like, hey, maybe come say yeah. hi. And they post once and then they go lurk for another 10 years. And like, that's cool. Yeah, it's, ni- it's nice to have the, the head pop in the door briefly, you know, even if, even if it's just that like occasional check in. It's nice to have it. And yeah, I think a nudge helps a lot. Like, Saying, hey, you, yeah, you, like really makes a difference. Well, and I use the classic theme, as I mentioned. And so I saw the banner, clicked in it, and I thought that was the free thread for this week or whenever you posted it. And it wasn't until like (laughs) I was trying to find my comment again that I was like, oh, wait a second. This is MetaTalk. Like, (laughs) because they're all the same color, sort of. Yeah. I don't, I don't. And, you know, it's in the same sort of spirit anyway. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, should we talk a bit about Ask Metafilter? Sure. Uh, Monkey Toes has too much elk meat. Oh, no. I know, big problem. Uh, and she doesn't love it, but she has an Instapot and some stuff, and she can't grill, 
and she wants it to not taste like elk. What do you got? And um, Scrub Jay actually uh, shows up with some game cookbooks, which is awesome. And there's a couple other like cookie uh, advice, you know, this Indian food, this sauce, this curry, this whatever. Uh, tried some stuff and, uh, you know, it's going pretty good so far. If you have tips on how to help monkey toast cook with elk, uh, there's the thread. Nice. Yeah. Let's see. There was a question so far unresolved. Um from uh, Mermaid Cafe saying, what was the music video with the giant blue butt sculpture? Which I have to say, as a result of this thread, I watched Baby Got Back again, which is, you know, a very, at this point, elderly rap song about uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot and him liking women with large butts. And there are women dancing in like snuggy pants, like shaking their butts at you. And the thing that is the weirdest about it is compared to the, like, women with big butts that we have nowadays, these women do not have large butts, relatively speaking. Like, they probably did compared to, like, the weird skinny Kate Moss models that we were all stuck with sure. in, like, high fashion. But they're just, like, you know, muscly women who dance good. You know what I mean? But compared to, like, yeah. Nicki Minaj or Cardi B or, like, all these people, you know, uh, uh, Kim Kardashian, like, the butt ratio is completely different now than it was when this video was being made. Well, and, yeah, you, ha you, ha you have to adjust for inflation, so. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. So I am really curious about this because, you know how many videos are there with a giant butt in the back? And the answer is more than one. Cause it wasn't that one. Yeah. And I do love that song. So yeah. Uh, I enjoyed this very quickly asked and answered a uh, question by peppercorn, which was, I'm looking for this song that lyrics sound with like, like a bat out of hell. I'll be gone, 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 but it isn't that. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> and and Pipeski definitely a, or Pipeski yeah. is like it's Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. It's, it's, it's totally Rebel Yell. <laughs> and then the comment from Peppercorn is just "fuck." It's completely Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love those. And then somebody links to the video, and yes, yeah, I, all everything I think I have in Ask Metafilter is music oriented. It's it's a it's a theme month. Uh, I, you know, actually, I can I can run with that theme because okay. I got an update on the what was that weird instrument in uh, the Beatles Get Back documentary? Oh, oh, from oh, last year. yeah. And the update is Son, Song Dog saying, I, "I wonder whether it might be some sort of Aeolian harp." There's your update. So we're still hot on the trail of the weird instrument, and Song Dog thinks it might be an Aeolian harp, or at least wonders if it might be. So there we go. Neat. Forward progress. Uh, oh, Thanks, man. I just finished reading this absolutely terrible book about, uh, you know, it's one of those books that's like. <laughs> why did you finish reading it? Because I, I read so fast. And you know how sometimes you're reading a book and you don't Brave really much? like it that much? But like you want to figure out if at the end the unlikable protagonist maybe gets likable and that's the sure. whole thing being with them on this journey to being likable or if it's just going to all crash and burn and then you feel like you wasted your time and unfortunately it was more of the latter and uh but part of it is like this person has like interludes in their life that seem just vaguely surreal but like 
not quite you know what I mean? So like, you know, he's talking to some guy at a party and the guy at the party is talking about his friend that plays this Swiffer board instrument and kind of moves his hands around talking about how to play it. And the guy who's like in his 20s or 30s is like, is it possible there's like a instrument I've never heard of? You know, like, and, and that's part of like the weird, is reality bending in a funny way? And it's just these tiny aspects. And I've seen this done well, like in that book, rabbits and i've now seen it done poorly like in this book dare to know which i just you know i wasn't sure what the point was you know you were like was it real wasn't it real but now i've got locked in my head there is an instrument called the swiffer board because it's the kind of alt instrument in this book that i shouldn't have finished all right don't read this book did i tell you that i didn't finish reading masters of doom Maybe that was since... Uh, Is Masters of Doom Jesse's book? No, 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 no. <laughs> Are you a um, bad friend? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, it, that's Incredible Doom. Oh, of course. Is, I am sorry. Which is, which is very worth reading. Well, of course. That's um, what I thought. But no, Masters of Doom was a book from 2003 about id Software um, and sort of like the rise of the company and how they got to be making Wolfenstein and Doom. Oh, those guys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was but it, I found the book good? just, it was, uh, it was they were annoying 20-year-olds. Yeah. And the book doesn't seem to quite understand how annoying they are while yeah. talking about them. And the whole thing feels very like 2003 and yeah. a little bit Mountain Dew culture, even though it's also sort of nominally from a straight-faced journalist. And yeah. It was just bad. It was bad. I didn't like it and I stopped reading it. Good so, for you. So there we go. Yeah, I had like a weird bout of insomnia that is unusual for me. And so I just stayed up really late reading this book one night. And then like I finished it the second night. So I was like, nah, fuck it, whatever. It's only two nights. It's not too bad. But I'm still mad that it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't better. Uh, yeah. Another uh, musical question, which was just a very brief but kind of interesting thread, which was, all right, when was Van Halen's 1984 album released? <laughs> Because this is short end of a wishbone, who's, you know, it's 1984, and it was released, according to documents, on January 9th. But they pretty clearly remember buying it on Christmas 1983. What's going on huh. here? And then Dobbs shows up, who uh, has a whole bunch of, you know, he's been doing... I would expect Dobbs to have some thoughts on this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he talks about kind of how, you know, retailing worked in Canada, and who the major retailers work, and... Uh, and, you know, uh, there's no definitive answer, but it's quite likely that this record was available early. Uh, and uh, I was just interested to read it. Yeah. That reminds me of people trying to get copies of games early, which was also a thing that, like, increasingly became not doable as game stores became more corporatized. But, like, yeah, same, same, same probably basic thing. There's, like, distribution is not, like, just in time. It's not, like gonna show up at the last minute if they can help it they'd rather have it like you know shipped out well and like when the truck arrives right once yeah. a month who knows when that happens yeah and and and, and when do the you know what order are the trucks taking the stops in etc cetera, et cetera. yeah like right. so yeah yeah um, we could always it was always weird at the library with like dvd releases because you know similar to dvd releases like we would get the dvds early and they would be embargoed until a certain day but like you know, wheedling patrons would be like, I know it's on the shelf and I want to see Shrek 
before? <laughs> because they'd know you'd have it. And, you know, in some cases, you could bring the DVD home and watch it early. Uh, but, like, you know, it was a whole thing that, like, people would be really weird about. I mean, maybe still happens. Like, I've paid less attention to sort of DVD distribution in libraries since I don't have a DVD player. But, you know, it was kind of a weird, interesting, uh, interesting problem. Yeah. I was uh, just poking for random reasons through my old, like, Ask Me favorites. Mm -hmm. And so here's here's an Ask Me throwback from uh, 15 years ago. Jesus Christ. What? Um, This is a question from Scotty trying to identify a mystery object. And the pictures in the link are still useful because they're on her Flickr account or someone's Flickr account. Um, And anyway, it's it's like, what what is this thing? And... uh, Someone showed up. I think it was Crib Cage. I've already lost the link. Or maybe it was CDA. Yeah, it was CDA showed up with the explanation that it's a negative retouching machine. And, like, this is what the deal is with it. And uh, so, yeah. Neat. Ask Metafilter. Answering questions for a really long time. Old That's favorites. Yep. Well, I like this question by Gatanda, which was... Uh, so, you know, Joe Biden was caught on hot mic calling a stupid son of a bitch a stupid son of a bitch. And yep. uh, Gatanda is like, you know, here's how you say it. Here's how this thing was translated into Japanese. You know, the word means more kind of like generic dumbass. Um, you know, how are other languages reporting this? And do they explain it well? Does it feel like it makes sense in your language? And it's just kind of a fun yeah. thread. Yeah, no, I had that open in a tab, and I didn't get around to reading through it. But, like, yes, I, I, I really like comparative, like, idiom. Because, like, that's the thing. A lot, of, a lot of, like, curse words are, you know, almost by definition idiomatic just because, like, you know, there's not really a there, – there, there's, no, there's no core underlying concept like dog that translates as clearly for something like fuckhead, right? Like, you know, like the way people shade the meaning of, you know, dog and, you know, the difference between different similar animals might vary from language to language, but we can pretty much agree most languages are going to have a basic straightforward word for dog as a general kind of animal. Right. Um, like we have a very clear reference for that. And then fuckhead, well, what is the nature of a fuckhead? Like it's right. Kind what of, does that even exactly it. mean exactly? Yes. Yeah. And like the phrase fuckhead is like a weird phrase. Like you could try and attach specific like literal semantics to like fucking head and derive it but it doesn't really work it's not it's not someone whose head has sex it's it's a fuckhead this is the guy's a shithole he's a you know he's a he's a fucking you know train wreck he's a he, he's a he's a piece of crap he's a right you know etc like you know the, a bad it, it, man. It just, yeah so the the capacity for these kinds of phrases to like wander in varying idiomatic directions and the fact that we just have to more sort of say like, well, okay, this is the kind of thing you would say about someone like that rather than like, oh, this is the phrase for that. You know, it's going to be a real challenge for machine translation in the long run, basically, is my thinking. I feel like that should be a thing with Star Trek with, you know, how like there's the universal translator and it's pretty magical and everybody can just understand everybody else. And there's no, one of the things that gets hairy when you start thinking about it is like, how does it deal with things like intentionally speaking in loan words or, you know, right. Borrowing words from the language or, you know, idiomatic stuff. Like they have that, the, the fucking episode, Darmok, the one with, you know, Darmok and, and I don't know any, Shalata is it Tribbles? Tenegra. I haven't seen it otherwise. Oh, uh, 
this was a Next Generation episode. It's a classic. Um, I've never watched <laughs> The Next Generation. At all? No. Wow. I mean, that's fine. It's not a bad thing. It's just like, <laughs> there was a lot of it, and it was kind of one of the big ones. So, like, avoiding the hair is impressive. I had, like, a chunk of time where I just kind of didn't watch a lot of TV. Yeah, that's And, that's and, and I wasn't reasonable. into sci-fi television until much, much later, I think. That would be a good reason not to have been watching Next Generation. Yeah, yeah. but I'm um, sorry. Go on, Darmox. There's this classic episode of Next Generation where Picard gets uh, beamed down to a planet surface with the captain of another ship that they are having trouble communicating with and I think bumbling through that communication badly. So they end up basically stealing the captain and sending him down with theirs to hash things out, I guess. Um, and the thing with this species that they've encountered is the universal translator doesn't work for their language because they speak entirely in idioms. It's entirely idiomatic references to uh, past historical or mythical events. So like Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra would be their way of discussing you know, the idea of two people meeting under politically difficult times and finding their way forward together. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that's a thing that happened. Back back at Tanagra that one time, Darmok and Jalad were there. Or Temba, when the walls fell, which is a reference to that time that that thing happened where Temba was there and the walls fell. Or no, it was Shaka where the walls fell, sorry. Uh, Temba's arms were wide. You know, it's like, this is, and it's it's a great premise. It's a great storytelling premise. And it's a terrible, terrible, terrible linguistics episode. And it's it sucks because it's also like totally the linguistics episode of Star Trek as far as like everyone's concerned. And it's 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 dumb. And I could talk about it for half an hour and I shouldn't. But anyway, it's a classic. I would say it's worth watching and might even be less annoying, not in the context of other uh, next generation episodes to watch because it's sort of its own weird little bottle thing. But that's my, I guess that's my recommendation to you. If you want to dive into a little bit of pop culture, skip, skip the next bad book you read and instead watch this one episode of Star Trek next generation. And then you'll get the references to Darmok, which is what the episode's all about anyway. So it's perfect. Um, I was, I got onto that for some reason, I guess just cause we were talking about idioms. And, cause we were uh, talking about son of a bitch in other languages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So I think in Star Trek, that's that's how I got there. I feel like in Star Trek, anytime someone was angry and swore, not that people were allowed to before like the current series, but like, I think that's when the machine translation should work the worst. Like that's when it should like, you can tell someone's cursing, not because you know what they're saying, but because you don't know what they're saying. Right. And the translator's like, well, I don't know how to, how would you, how would a dog's head even get in there? You know, like, <laughs> right, right, you know, right. Yeah. Which I feel like they sort of did with Klingon. Like Klingons were sort of allowed to yell angry things in Klingon on the show. And you just didn't know what they uh, were, kind of. Yeah. But they were convincingly, you know, brutish and angry and and, and loud uh, race on, on Next Generation. And, and yeah. Well, anyway. And it's been funny. I watch a lot of stand-up comedy on Netflix and other places. And... You know, I, I have a penchant for watching people from, like, different backgrounds from me, you know? And so uh, I'm watching, uh, I don't remember his first name, but his last name is Leong, and he's Chinese, and he lives in Malaysia. And so the stand-up special's in English, but every now and again, he kind of dives into idiomatic Chinese. Like, I don't even know what it is that he's diving into. Just he makes these kind of like muttery asides in a different language. And sometimes they subtitle them in Netflix and sometimes they don't. 
every time the audience loses their mind. Like whatever he's saying is like the funniest thing. But I think part of the joke is in general he's talking in English, but then he makes this like mumbly, mumbly, mumbly side joke in whatever the other language is, which, you know, the audience just completely eats up because they speak both languages and it's, you know, it's charming for them. So, yeah, it's I'm I'm interested in how how those choices get made, I guess. Uh, both, you know, the person who's saying them, but also the, the people who are producing them. Because Netflix obviously has to make a choice. Like, do we translate this? Do you we just, just let this be a big question oh. mark? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, last, uh, <laughs> I just saw your comment in the our notes. Uh, the last uh, <laughs> language-oriented Ask Metafilter thing, this was from uh, Orange Velour. Um, thinking about music, rock music specifically, that have really fun wordplay, you know, where they use a word in kind of two senses of the word, but you kind of get it and it's kind of like a joke and they're not really puns, but what are they? And so it's just a great uh, thread of, you know, a, a, a ton of interesting wordplay aspects of, you know, rock music that you probably already no. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like the idea, like that there is a name for this, and my my first take on what they're showing is like I don't know there that there is like like it's 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 clever writing. Like it's 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 wordplay. I'm, there are there are definitely probably specific like poetic terms for like any given example of them. Um, yeah, I mean, my, salty saltacid makes a pretty good point that these actually are puns we've just got a narrow band definition of puns especially yeah. if we hate them yeah <laughs> yeah what 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 people really mean is like dad jokes um, <laughs> right exactly the the dad joke subset of puns basically um but i mean that's also fair like i don't think most people think of pun as like a general sense of structural or semantic wordplay they think of puns so whether or not it's really the correct term of art puns i don't know but uh this is like a fun thread to look through i will have to come back to this yeah i thought it was i thought it was really fun i kind of watched it uh watched it explore and or watched it uh expand and i liked it yeah um anything else from ask or uh this like happy little thread about uh uh d melanogaster uh their bank was being bought by another bank and so then they didn't have a physical bank to go to and needed somebody to help solve the bank problem <laughs> and actually plastic animals was like oh no all the branches are going to convert to these branches but it's going to take a month so you can actually stay there and it'll all be okay and uh they were really happy about that nice yeah lots of exclamation points was was cool and uh Nope. The only other thing um, that I had on my list was trying to make sense of Amazon reviews. This was Cozy B. Basically like, look, I'm trying to buy something, but for something that's got like 5,000 ratings, <laughs> you know, and all the one-star ratings talk about how the thing broke after a week and whatever, but the five-star ratings are like, oh my God, how amazing is it? How do I figure out Yeah. what to do about that? And you know, people kind of talk about it and it's useful. And definitely as somebody who is looking at buying a pair of boots on the internet, like just snow boots, 
I get stuck in like analysis paralysis, looking at reviews, being like, Ugh, like yeah. all of these cut the user's feet off. That's not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will look for like very specific kinds of bad reviews sometimes for a product. Like if I know there's a specific thing that I need to do that might be iffy. Yeah, like, like I need my electric blanket to there. not make any noise. Yeah. Some of them have a high-pitched whine that won't bother most people. It would bother me, ergo, yeah. Yeah. I was looking for a light table at one point a while back, and there's a lot of $20, $25 LED light tables. So it's like, how do I pick which one, and then how do I decide which of these ones, like, piles of fucking reviews are there? And, like, you know, it came to the, well, does it turn on and off well? Because that's not a thing you would think to just randomly diss. And, uh, you know, is the color temperature correct, which is, like... A specific well, and that's that, like, huge, are, right? Yeah, like that's huge, and also it's not like you know a thing that's easy to just make up a dumb like review bombing lie about exactly. Like you kind of have to know how to criticize it. So, right. But yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a shit show. Is is my dismissive answer? Uh, is like it's just such a giant shit show on Amazon at this point that and like, yet else it's scaled up and up and up and up with incentives i should have known when i the book that i just started and finished reading got a 3.2 on goodreads that that's such a horrifically low review <laughs> number on goodreads i should have paid yeah. it more heed yeah i was like whatever people didn't like this book but i probably will it's tricky because every once in a while i will watch I a not. shitty horror movie right. that like rightly got like a five out of ten uh, and it's a five out of ten movie, but like also it's a specific genre thing that I was into. It's like, yeah, I'll watch this shitty movie and I'll appreciate how this shitty movie was somehow put together. But like that's if I then turn around and recommend that someone who's like not a big like schlock horror fan and said, oh, you should watch this. It's great. They'd be like, what the fuck was he thinking? You know, right, right, it's, right, right. Can you silo out? Uh, yeah, the one from the other. Um, well, why don't we wrap up? I've got a few little meta talk things we can mention. We already mentioned in passing the introduce yourself thread, but, uh, that is still there and we'll keep that up and, uh, maybe just sort of keep that going as a periodic thing. I think it'd be nice to remind people to come say hi and whatnot. Yeah. And even um, if you've been around in general, you can come to the introduction thread and just say, welcome to the people who are in it. That'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be nice to have it, like, I think part part of the long-term thing is it'd be nice to have it remain a visible feature such that as people newly come to the site, it's easy to find and easy to say hello. Like, right now, most of the people in there, like, people have been around for a while. And well, more and you guys locally. put it in the banner, which I appreciate. Oh, can yeah. you put the Super Bowl in the banner? Oh, shit. Is that a thing? Well, it's not. It's, it's yeah. coming up. Okay. Well, well, well yeah, yeah. It's R the 13th. Remind, I am reminding you. Yes. Well, remind me sometime no. other than when I'm podcasting. Don't you have forget. tools? It's your I job. Yeah, You're paid okay. money for this. I, I, I will I will interrupt my train of thought. Talk about something. Talk about something nice for Meta. Ah, uh, so the blizzard turned out to really not be a big deal up here. We got zero inches of snow, whereas Kate and Jim down in Massachusetts both got 17 inches of snow. So much snow. It was just bitter cold up here and windy. But uh, didn't really get that snowy. But it sounded like most people came out of the blizzard okay in the New England and... Uh, sort of New York uh, area, and I was happy for that. And there was a great thread on MetaTalk about uh, dealing with or who was doing how in the blizzard. Yeah. It's a big blizzard thread. It's Doubles Jubilee theme month. 
See, I'm still, I, I can't think and talk at the same Seriously, time. Seriously, you so. don't just yell at your phone, remind me to do this in like a two not on a, not a, I, I realize I, I would, that would have been faster while I, <laughs> you know, but yeah, whatever. I'm using my tools. I'm, I'm done now. I'm back here. Hi. Uh, we're going to keep, keep doing this thing. There was a nice thread from Monkey Toes about your favorite underloved comments of 2021. So, if Oh, a, yeah. I always liked that. This time I yeah. didn't actually have, like, I kind of went digging around and I, I found a couple, but... Yeah, usually I have more kind of in the hopper, and this time I kind of didn't. Uh, we are also doing a Doubles Jubilee theme month Woo! for February. Basically, if there's a thing that got posted before and you want to bring it back around, just go ahead and fucking do it. That could be literally resurrecting a old post if you want to be real literal about it. But uh, more along the lines of like, oh, hey, here's a thing that was posted before and, you know, Maybe some fresh links for it. Maybe, you know, whatever. But the point is, like, even no, normally, if you're like, oh, there's this post, but it was posted 10 years ago, go ahead and post it. But this month, especially, go do it on purpose. Go find an old post you liked or an old post you liked making from, like, 5, 10, 15 years ago and just, like, bring that sucker back around and we're not going to we're not gonna care at all. I mean, we'll, we'll care in a happy way. We're not going to give you trouble for it. Uh, so, yeah. So, check that out. That's currently up in the banner, I believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't, maybe that's everything. Maybe that's, yeah. You guys think, got back to regular updates. Keep doing that. Yeah back, 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 yeah, back to regular updates. Got through the strange bumpiness of starting a new year. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Oh, an overlapping Elvis accidentally closed his account earlier because of an interface problem. So I fixed that for him. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, overlapping Elvis. Well, it's an interesting thing. It's, it's last pass was the problem. Like, cause he was like, oh, and there was no confirmation. I was like, well, that's weird. I'll have to look into that. But then I followed up on conversations. I was like, oh, th- maybe there was confirmation. But LastPass was like, oh, I know this username and password. Sure. Yeah, and I'll take care of that for you. Um, so, like, maybe the content on the closure account thing needs to be poked to be a little bit more resistance to helpful password management things. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to play with it. I, I love to know from Bumble. We'll, we'll see what we can find. But, uh, but yeah, that's an, that's an exciting new development. <laughs> um Helpful tools. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's it. That's me. I've, I, I think I've motored through all the stuff in my head for the moment. Good. I'm going to turn my humidifier on. I got about 15 minutes before I go full on raisin. And so I need to, you know, yeah, get- I need to undry out, go for a walk, check on my email, get a little vitamin D. And uh, then I got a conservation commission meeting tonight. And uh, yeah. That's a full slate. Yeah. You, what do you got going on? But I'm probably working on a podcast uh, mixing and whatnot. Yes. I work later, you know, maybe yes. some video games, maybe some art, you know, things, things and stuff. That all sounds great. All right. Um, well, uh, pleasure talking to you. And uh, let's do it again in a month. As always. Sounds great. Seven right, weeks. Bye. Four weeks yeah. of seven. Oh. <laughs> seven weeks of four days. We're just turning. We're, we're doing a pivot table on the on time. Sure. Um All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.